Hello, hello, hello. This is the oh. We're gonna clap again. Let's get another clap going. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is Logan and the Three Amigos on 101.25 KUNT Big Cunts All the Time. (laughs) That was perfect. Hi, guys. Welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast with Jesse Martinez and Tyler Beck. We have Logan here. We also have another thing going on that we'll talk about a little later, but. Welcome to the pad and the three amigos. <laughs> this is the three amigos. Um, Logan, I don't know what Logan does, but he's going to tell. He's a journalist. Us. He's a journal. Oh, you do. Journalism? I know. Apparent. You know. Apparently so. That's what it says <laughs> on my website. And when I wake up in the morning, I have to remind myself what I do. Um, yeah. To give you a little background, uh, my name's Logan, and pretty much um, I am a journalist. Uh, I've been writing professionally for the last three years. You get paid to write? Um, actually, yes, I what? do. I do. Yeah. Um, I don't get paid to do anything. It's actually, you know, it's actually kind of awesome because it's it's. In a way, it's like being a celebrity where no one knows you because you do get paid, but also a lot of things you get is free stuff. Like wow. you go to shows and you kind of like you get stuff that can't pay the bills and it makes you kind of bitter. Yeah, like but right uh, under there. yeah, it's like it's like wow, it's like wow, I'm like mingling with all these rich people, but I can't afford the drinks at the bar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so I'm, if you if you do a journalist piece on your thoughts, I will give you a shirt that says K U N T. Well, that that sounds like state-run propaganda. I'll, I mean, I will do a piece if it inspires me. But it's You're good journal. Are you bribing I, him? There's a little bit of a bribe. I know. Are, I, I, it's a tad bit of a bribe. Uh, I mean, I would make love it a, good. Make it sound good. <laughs> we have Brandy over there doing some uh, stuff. Hey, B Rand. Uh, she's uh, doing some cinematography, which this isn't a movie, so I guess it's just not that. I think it's just camera. It's just camera work. She's just making us look good. Let's get that close up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, so, journalism, is that fun? Wow, um, you know, when you say, like, journalism, it's, like, kind of like going into a room and be like, so you're a clown. Clowns. <laughs> that's a great, you know, that's fun. Um, but, yeah, I kind of just consider it writing because, you know, I don't just, like... I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do write hard news in some aspects, and I also, you know, I, I do album reviews, stuff like that. But, you know, I also write poetry. Oh, good. Um, I'm trying to... Trying to get into audio plays more. I mean, as you can see, I like being weird, and you know, yeah, I just like doing weird voices. You, you know, those will come. It's more natural. We talked to Logan <laughs> for about a half hour before we started the podcast, and I really wish we would have recorded it because everything was gold. Uh, I almost wanted him to just stop talking and I, just wait. You know, that's why. That's why I was quiet when I first came in here because I was just like, okay, that sounds cocky. It was just like I was just so afraid that the gold was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> 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 what am I to do? Fears recognized because uh, they did. It was pretty bummer. I think this podcast is gonna suck now. You got all of it out. I just, I just want to give our viewers just kind of a just an idea that you know I came here last night. I, I had my hair brushed. I was ready to go to this show. Everything was looking great. I was slim. I wasn't feeling bloated. And then you know, I, I eat one. <laughs> y- you just eat one pot cookie, and I and I say pot because you know it's just just for the just for the older folk here listening. And um, I fell asleep on my friend's couch, who was incidentally eight minutes away from here, which is great. Wow, that's yeah. that is incidental and yeah. coincidental. 
Yeah, I woke up 11.30 when you told me to be here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here either way, really. You know, you are not nice. the first guest to do that. Oh, you're not <laughs> the second guest to do that. You're most guests. <laughs> you're almost everybody who's done this. Sometimes I have those calls of the void where, like, I'm just on my way to something, and I just, like, I'm just, like, you know, I could just leave this all. I could just, like, not show up. I could just <laughs> change my name. I could delete everything. <laughs> and we'll never be here again. <laughs> Logan, what show did you go to last night? Oh. Oh, um, I actually went to the uh, Summer Round Robin. It had some great, uh, great performers. Um, there was actually a full performance by the band um, Acne Superstar. Uh, there was Asa Martin. Um, I, my phone has names on it too because there were some actually. There were some awesome performers, but essentially, but essentially, it was. Um, it was pretty much an acoustic show. There was a lot of um, a lot of performers there were kind of doing their um, kind of doing their material in an acoustic set. Um, there was even a local rapper. The only thing he had was a Bluetooth speaker and essentially him. Like, um, yeah, his friend. Did they mic the speaker? Not even. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was. It was a very like it was. A, it was almost like watching like a like um like a like a one of those. One of those historical Greek scenes with somebody speaking at the Agora, Ooh. and you know, like it was, it was very poetically intense. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I've never been to something like that. Mm, Did you like definitely. it though? Like, as oh, of course, yeah. You know, it's kind of like you know, I do have to numb myself with weed and booze to you know just get rid of some <laughs> of the social anxiety. Don't we all? But yes, do do I enjoy it at heart? Of course, of course, I do. Well, I'm glad that you have a, a passion. Uh, that you're doing you, you you said you do do you do a lot in the music scene as far as actually yeah you know what's funny is i've i've written sports i've written um hard news i've written i've done all these things just to diversify myself but you i mentioned uh, cannabis to, news as well uh excuse me cannabis news oh yeah cannabis um i actually wrote for this place called cannabisnewsbox.com oh yeah cannabis <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right i forgot about that yeah stuff. it was actually it was actually not that fun it was just uh it was just i mean it's a great publication hard news very official but at the same time um music just keeps pulling me back i just yeah. keep ending up back here i can't imagine if i were to be a writer and a journalist doing journalism work <laughs> um I think the action would be in the music because like shows are always great. We, me and Tyler have been in the music scene forever. It's like our lives. And, but if I was not going to do music, like actual music, I would, I'd probably write about it. I think it would be really cool to, for people to view my opinions on what's going on. You know, it kind of, you know, it kind of started in a weird way too. I was 12 years old and I went on this and this was in the early two thousands. So, you know, it was kind of the Zenith of like dumb bulletin board forums of just people, you know, yelling at each other. And um, there was this there was this thing called like GoVTeen.com, and I just used to go on this Life of a Bisexual Teen blog because that's when I thought I was bi at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I used to just like barrage people with my concert reviews that they weren't asking for, that's like on this good. forum. Like, yeah, I would just like, and you know, it was definitely they're still up there too. Like, really? Um, yeah, it's from like 2008. Like to give you, yeah, I'm like. I think I'm t- I think I'm 23. That's what my birth certificate says. Really? You think? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think maybe. Are we, are any of us the actual age that you know your birth certificate says? Government lies all the time. I know. Um, <laughs> can, you, <laughs> uh, can you? Where do where do you find a lot of your reports and uh, stuff like that? Oh well, it kind of just um, it's kind of the point now where I'm kind of just thrown. I'm kind of just thrown material just like in any direction, but it depends what publication you're talking about. Like, um, I started out in the uh, rave community and I started that's writing. A, that's got to be a weird one to journalize. It is. Yeah. Because it's really a not a community <laughs> that's based on, um, writing and kind of things of, um, 
as kindly to put this in intellectual nature, um, it's kind of, it's very, it's a very party, good vibes type of place. And it's, 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 it's still developing because as you know, that electronic music really just boomed in 2010 and it's kind of just been on this, you know, it's been running on steam since then. And I'm kind of just, I'm either kind of waiting for the popularity to kind of crash how like early 2000s rock kind of did mm-hmm. in favorite hip hop or kind of just change into something else. But uh, as in the sense of early 2000s rock, I'm really glad that crashed because it wasn't super great. The early 2000s, nothing was awesome. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I kind of said a that lo- in a, a neutral of, way. A lot of uh, like Silver Sun pickups, that was early 2000s, wasn't they it? They didn't start. No, they started in 91. 91? I, I believe so. You Jeez. can look that up. We can fact check that. But <laughs> they started in the 90s. I know they did. Um, I don't think anything that actually started in the early 2000s uh, was good. They were. It was a weird transitional period of time where they were trying to, they were trying to do new things, and everything nowadays is a little better. I still don't like new. Two thousand two. Damn it. That was their first album release. Yeah, and brand new came out in around the two thousands as well. I think yeah. there was a lot of good bands. I do like the Silver Sun pickups. As far as radio radio bands, I don't think the radio music. Do you know who the well. Silver Sun pickups are? I do. Do you like them? Even Green Day had a lot um, of radio hits I'm, in the 2000s. I'm indifferent. Really? I'm indifferent, yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know. Early 2000s rock, like, when I specifically think of that word, I just hear of every single band that kind of sounded like Creed at one point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, like, or my favorite name for Creed and Nickelback is Creedleback. Creedleback. I, I love kinda, that. I, it's insulting. They're the same. I don't know. Their fans fight, but I don't know why, because they just, they, I feel like they sound like they'd be like the same band almost. It's true. They're, they're the same thing. A little less Jesus-y on the whole Nickelback side, but I think, sound-wise, though, Creed over Nickelback, and I hate them both, but I'd rather listen to Creed over Nickelback, because Creed... Nickelback's Nickelback. Yeah, well, <laughs> right, Nickelback is Nickelback, but Creed has... <laughs> I'm going to talk about Creed in, like, a positive light for once in my life, but Whoa. over Nickelback, <laughs> I know, this is weird, um, they're more in tune with the music. I think Creed just kind of goes, what do people want to hear? And they, they throw out some 4-4 four, four chords and some garbage lyrics about partying. But Creed... As much as I don't agree with what they're singing about, they're more technical. They they seem to care a little bit more about the musical aspect of it. And also, what they're singing about is in tune with themselves and not just what everybody wants to hear. So when you think Creed, it's a, it's a bad band, I, personally. But <laughs> in comparison to Nickelback, much better. It's a bad band with heart. With heart. I, I'll <laughs> give you that. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, yeah. I've seen Nickelback live. <laughs> yeah, but you went with your dad, right? Yes. Yeah, so your dad. It's definitely it's dad, dad rock. rock. It's dad rock. It's it's Christian dad rock. Christian dad rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's even more depressing on. is like now I've been to I've been to plenty of performances with my grandma because when you're growing up and you don't really have like friends or your friends like can't afford the tickets like that you know you've saved up and that's the only thing you spend your money on. Then, like you know, you take your grandma, and so no, like you don't, I've been <laughs> you don't but you don't. Though. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's been a secret that's kept from me. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you, you don't take your grandma to concerts. What? I've never okay. been to any concert. Mine with is my a young ass. Mine is a young ass grandma. Oh, my so grandma I guess. is only fifty five. Oh, but she's got every broken bone in her body. Sure. And she, yeah. Well, my mother had me at 16, 17 years old. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so my my grandmother when I was born was like thirty something. 
my my grandma's like in her early 60s like i'm looking at the camera now like jim from the office because i thought i thought my grandma had everyone beat no like my grandma could be my mom uh, like could be that, but uh, trying to one up me. This is this is <laughs> not disgusting. trying to. I'm I'm dem- <laughs> demolishing <laughs> you one up right now. <laughs> Continue. But, take your grandma to hardcore anywho, punk shows. But anywho, what I'm trying that. to say is, I'm sure you've been. To, you ever have you guys ever been to a concert where you definitely did not like the artist? Like for me, I yes. am not a huge fan of John Mayer, but every I've seen John Mayer twice with my grandma. I'm a little and jealous. I really like. He John is Mayer. actually. I do like not like a, John Mayer. A plus performer. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's insane. It's insane like how even people whose music I don't like, it's like they could still wow me and be like, dang, this listen, is listen. Yeah. <laughs> you take you take something that they recorded and you don't necessarily like their music. That's one thing, right? But if you go if you go to a, a no effect show and Rancid is playing, example because it happened, um, and you don't like no effects, but Rancid is there, so you go and then you see no effects and you still don't like their music, but they're really good performance, they're not. It's just example. <laughs> well, live live performance is just definitely something else. It's, it's different. It's a completely different experience right. than listening to it with your headphones or in you your car. You get to see them visually, and what makes or break a makes or breaks a band usually is when you go to a show how they perform. Their music could be awesome, but then they're standing around like kind of just hopping off one foot to the other, swaying aside. It, you're not you're not interested. I you need to feel interested. their energy. Yeah. They need to give you energy. So to somebody feel. who you don't like could still put on a really really good show. Yeah, I was actually I was kind of drunk when I went to the second John Mayer. Are you show. never not intoxicated? <laughs> okay, <slightly? laughs> no. Well, the thing is, the thing, the thing is, <laughs> the oh first God. thing that you said. This is the first time I've met you. It was a crazy night. That's uh, well, that's what you said to me. I had a crazy night. My hair is usually brushed. I am balding, and my bald spots are showing. I what like do you it, expect though. me to? Do? Oh my Shows goodness! Distinguished. Distinguished. <laughs> you know, I I enjoy I enjoy distinguished. You but look like I you're also, having fun. Oh yeah, having fun. You're living yeah. life, man. Living life large and bald, and that's okay. Large, that's large and bald. Yeah. Honestly, I'm feeling uncomfortable. This is an intervention for my yes, comfort. You need to grow some hair, <laughs> please. <laughs> well, you guys can see he's not that bald. He's just exactly. Kinda, it's just receding hairline, and that's exactly. just pushing back. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, but what happens if you go overcome? I, I don't. Comb okay, over? we're we're not exploring different <laughs> hairstyles here. Like, I, I we uh, could be. <laughs> Go ahead. Exactly. I was actually looking for a hat before I came here, but didn't um, find one. Yeah, but anywho, when I was at the John Mayer concert, there was the guy, there was lead singer from Boys Like Girls. That's who, so weird. Who who started a band, another band, and he's kind of doing like called Girls Like Boys. I wish. I really wish it was that because it was um not that great synth pop instead. You and um you know I really it's sad because he was actually really like engaging performer, but. Like they're still finding their sound. They're still on that that's path. Good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you got to play shows and see what people like, and then you know you get you tune it up. It's just it. weird where you're experimenting at an opening arena concert in Glendale. Like yeah. that's that's an interesting place to you know be doing one of your first performances at. <laughs> just huge. Everyone's there to see John Mayer. It's a, I mean, John Mayer is not great. I like John Mayer, but he still pulls in a lot of ticket sales. What do you mean by finding their sound? Like, well, in the sense that um, it's there's sometimes when. How do I put this? Um, sometimes when I, I could always tell when artists are getting used to their material because there's sometimes there, there to me there should be a connection with the performer and their music where it almost feels like second nature where you know they could just be talking and then kind of go into their music, but it almost kind of felt like that even though he wrote this material it kind of felt like they were still kind of like getting used to it like the 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 songs that they were singing isn't always connected there's not to a lot of pla- uh, plastic almost said plastic there's not a lot of practice 
in what they're doing. So I understand that they're they're fresh off out of the gate, you know, and that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, yesterday we did uh, Elena Avenue, the band that we're in. We tracked or worked on tracking drums for one of our songs. We're recording an album currently. Um, Want to do journalism on it? Oh dang! Well, <laughs> do I want to do the journalism? Um, I, I mean, I, I would love to do the journalism. I think he's gonna say no. Yeah, please, please say no because you we're keep not ready. Saying for journalism, journalist, do some, do write it, write something oh, with a, with a pen. And I, you guys feel like my mother because it's just like, oh my goodness, you know? Can you just do you want do you want just write something? <laughs> Show me your writing. What what do you write? Like even though I've showed her my writing, she's like, what do you write? Stepmom is the same same way with uh, my graphic design stuff. She's like, "Oh, you could do this for us," and I'm like, eh, "It's not, not going to be paid." I understand though, and I have a lot of respect for your job because, for one, I know as an honest writer, you get flack. People don't like when they're written about honestly. They don't because sometimes it's not good. It's not good, you know. Uh, but you do it, and I you, you the way you talk about it, you seem to have a lot of pride for it. You've been doing it for a long time too, and now you're professional, which I know that's prideful as well. Um, so. I don't know. Congratulations. That's really fucking cool, man. Oh, thank you. You know, and you know, I, I, I do feel that graciously and it's just, it's surprising to me because, um, you kind of discover the hard way about what it's like to do this job because you start, um, I kind of, I want to be this Hunter S Thompson type and, you know, party <laughs> through college and all that. And Did you go to college? Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. um, I graduated with my BA in history, wow. um, from ASU, but I don't know. It's like, after I realized how much people don't care about history, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I have my BA, but um, here's my other stuff I do because that's more interesting. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like being a journalist, it's kind of it's kind of sobering because you're realizing it's like in 2018 where there's not a lot of official newsrooms anymore. And there's it's kind of like a shift of how people perceive the media. It's kind of it's kind of stressful because, you know, a lot of time it doesn't pay the bills. But at the same time, like I freaking. I look at my website and I, you know, I see all the stuff I've actually done and like all the all the places I've written for. And I'm like, holy crap! I, I either forgot I did this or this is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's just all those experiences. The main thing, the reason why I wanted to get into this is, you know, connecting with people. That's all we really want. And I've heard that a lot more lately, uh, recently, than I have in the past growing up. But I, I realize that it's true that all we want to do is connect with people. As human beings, is kind of like our whole. Like you walk around and you're like, is that a person? What should I say to that person? Will that person like me? I want that person to like me. How's my tits? <laughs> but we want to connect. And so I think your job is like the, you, you're you extremely connecting with people and then they don't like it that you're doing it sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I, you know, my whole view on journalism is I feel like I, I will have made it once I start getting death threats and I, I haven't That's gotten right. any death threats yet. That's a bummer. Um, really you know, I, I'm as you can see, I'm, I'm fishing out lines to different groups on this podcast. I'm trying to bait <laughs> you guys. So, you know, just just get get in there, get in my inbox, <laughs> get angry. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm kind of, you know. I could probably say that I truly haven't written anything, you know, derogatory about anyone. I keep it factual. Um, I've always kind of stayed good. in the That's news area. Yeah. And I never, even when I'm reviewing a band, I never want to bring them down in the sense that, like, you know, I try to find the positive in everything. And I, you know, if a band sounds, if band sounds inexperienced, I won't hold that against them yeah. because they're trying to do, you know, they're trying to do their own thing. You seem like an honest uh, writer, and that's what we need. We need honesty everywhere. Like, not just writing, which there's a lot of writers who just talk out of their ass and too opinionated and they just make people look bad. That's 
like fake news same thing um but you just seem very honest and if i were to be able to choose a journalist <laughs> to like write for us i would choose it's just gonna not oh because I goodness. think you would like us, not because we've done a podcast together and I think that you, for the exact opposite reason, in fact, I think you would be in totally honest without being too, like, digging into it, you know? Like, you wouldn't dig into us, you would dig into, like, what, the, the facts, and I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, too. yeah. Like, you, you mean, know, like, I'm personal attack? Yeah, you wouldn't do a lot of personal attacking. I'm definitely honest about music. Like, if there's something that sounds off, I will definitely either, you know, like, mention it. But at the same time, like, uh, I never I never try to make it personal. Um, yeah. It's also something that I, I definitely have to watch out for, too, because I sometimes – I'm a very opinionated person. There's, and sometimes, like, in places where I shouldn't want to be opinionated, I definitely do. And it's, like, it's constantly, like – it's, like, as a journalist, I can't – I try not to break the fourth wall, but sometimes I just I just want to demolish it. Break the fourth wall, you say? <laughs> 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 hey, how do you like coffee? What do you think about coffee? Oh my goodness! Well, you know, I had a Keurig when I could barely pay rent. Um, <laughs> of course, it's more important. You know, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm from the East Coast, so it's really it's it's important. To well, me. who was saying that last time they were on something about Dunkin' Donuts being really prominent in the East Coast? I think it was Ryan. I I'm not sure, but it definitely you is. Um, I I was born in New York, so there's that's like a Dunkin' Donuts whole cultural <laughs> thing in New York. <laughs> All right. Um, so Tyler has a question. I want Tyler to answer, uh, ask it. Yeah, I'd like to ask you uh, how saturated the the journalism scene is within the music scene, I guess. Well, let me tell you. So I went into music because of uh, passion, and you need passion to go into music journalism. It is probably the most oversaturated, in my opinion, in terms of like any other journalistic field, because a lot of the time, like, all of the things I get paid for on terms of writing is not from music. Don't get me wrong. I get free tickets. I get free like merch and all that kind of like little stuff. But at the same time, like it's definitely because I want to do it. And it's very easy yeah. to get overwhelmed too because like it's something that you really – it's not really something that you could viably do as a job anymore. You could even – yes, you could work for Billboard and those big publications, but it's going to be more on a freelance level. It's it's Yeah, it's definitely not like uh, – it's so not – It's very competitive? it's not really even just competitive it's 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 really so much more that the market is just not made to support journalists that sit in an office and get paid for it like these big companies that are you know that own these blogs and uh, newspapers they just don't want to pay writers anymore full-time as like salaried employees they could get the same out of a journalist who is trained you know you pretty much have to be a jack of all trades you have to be able to take pictures you have to write you have to do all these things that in the past writers weren't expected to do so a uh, follow-up question on that um while we're on a podcast do you think that uh things like um talk shows and podcasts kind of ruin the journalism uh field a little bit just because that's where people are getting their uh information in the from sorry yeah it's kind of um I actually don't believe I actually don't believe that at all. So I'm a little biased when I say this is that like I used to kind of hate how YouTube used to be kind of this cesspool of, you know, like almost sure. nothing and there wasn't, you know, a lot of ways to get public opinion, but I actually love how 20 minute videos and podcasts and things like this have become more of the public conversation because I think that, you know, it now there's so many ways to get people's different opinions. It, it isn't just these, you know, giant big corporate heads that are feeding words to you. You know, you can essentially pick and choose to who you want to listen to. Yeah, uh, Tyler does a lot of Joe Rogan. It's one yeah. of his favorites. <laughs> it's uh, it's been very interesting watching as it progresses how 
how how much more people want to have conversations and how more invested they are with their time listening to other people have conversations. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's that's why I wanted to start talking on podcasts and, you know, kind of doing the whole circuit thing, because it's um, I've. I've always kind of been a chatty Cathy. I've always been that guy who, you know. Oh, really? We can't tell. Yeah. (laughs) I've always been like the class clown. So, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, I'm writing. So why don't I just talk up people's asses and see how it goes? But is this your first podcast? This is. (laughs) First podcast. Definitely. This is my first podcast, everybody. Well, we definitely do repeats. So if you ever want to come back on at any time, we're always down with that. Just a little scheduling, nothing crazy. And then we'll get you back on here whenever you'd like. Talk about whatever you need. Hell yeah. And, you know, like you guys probably heard that, you know, I wrote for a cannabis magazine. I am actually a med card holder and a cannabis enthusiast. So, I mean, and also an informational cannabis enthusiast. So, I mean, if you guys are ever looking to do like, you know, a little segment in the industry and we could. uh, um, I like that idea. I don't know if this will get you demonetized, but uh, smoking some blunts. We're not getting paid anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And also uh, the idea, like we were telling you, the idea of this podcast is to get your ideas out there. If your ideas are to talk about pot and you have a positive or negative attitude towards it that's on you i'm politically against (laughs) marijuana but we can smoke it (laughs) research purposes (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness we actually have plenty of time you can talk about a few of your you can uh, talk about whatever your articles or stories or Fine, I mean, Give us a fine, story. I, Jesus, guys. <laughs> uh, the whole time, guys. Uh, all this time. Oh, yeah, but so pretty much um, what I'm working on now. Yeah, so, just take it with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what I've been working on now is this uh, mm-hmm. this piece for yabium.com. So yabium is this really great local local um, publication. Yeah, they've been around. post that you wrote on. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been around for a hot minute. And essentially, it's, it's an artist website that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of the Arizona population and um, some of the West Coast reads. And um, I'm doing this piece that kind of talks about how concert price gouging is kind of ruining the culture because less people are showing up to shows, True. mainly on the big front. Like, you know, local concerts haven't really changed much in terms yeah, of price. Still like 10 bucks for ticket fly. You know? But Taylor like, Swift is like $200, man. Exactly. That's for like shit seats, too. That's not even like front and row. And you know what sucks, dude, is I actually went to that Taylor Swift concert with a friend and I pissed her off, so I had to pay back the ticket. But that's another oh, story. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was 175 for these like really shitty balcony tickets to be surrounded around kids here and you know i was i was i was fucking excited for taylor (laughs) swift i actually like her pop stuff not a fan of country but when i like but when i like saw her show i was like you know what there's i i'm really high and there's all these kids around and i'm uncomfortable kind of thing like i'm like oh my god she swift attracts the kids man i i thought that she'd be past it no way no yeah i really thought that you know maybe she'd be getting you know a little more racy like you know she was growing up but yeah essentially so what i'm writing about is um there's kind of this issue that's been going on for years of these big promoters like Live Nation these people who are putting on um, bigger shows and arenas and outdoor environments including festivals are gouging the prices to where if you go to like a big show like um, I actually went to the Kesha Macklemore concert recently and even though the tickets were cheaper. still doing stuff? He is. Wow. And he's actually okay this dude he has a brass section and he's he's a rapper. I'm, I'm impressed. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Live brass section. Very cool. Um but uh, yeah, so pretty much, um, you know, I went to that concert. There were so many pockets of empty, of empty seats, and it's kind of like it kind of proved to me. I was like, this is the tipping point. This is like the tipping point where people are saying they don't want to pay these prices for tickets anymore. And yeah, you still see, you know, you still see the socialites. You still see, you know, people who. Yeah. But the surprising part is, is you'll see a million people in the cheap seats, but 
no one up in the good ones, right? Exactly. And that, you can't blame that because uh, I don't like Kesha. I don't like Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> but that's me. And because, you know, I've, I grew up in a different scene and also I, I just have my own opinions on music. But everyone loves Kesha. And a lot of people like Macklemore. So you can't blame it on them like depleting and fan base. It's not that. It can't be that because they're still selling tons and tons of music and they still have a lot, a lot of fans. Yeah. And for the indie record, I am not a huge like I, I do like record. pop music. But at the same time, I just this is to be honest, my grandma likes a lot of pop music, too. And you know what? I freaking love my are, grandma. Grandmas are killing it in the pop. If scene. she wants to oh, if yeah. she if she wants to go to Kesha Macklemore, fuck, I'll go with her. Like Your grandma <laughs> is fucking yeah. weird, man. My <laughs> my grandma, <laughs> my grandma does perkies and lays in bed and watches soap operas. OK, let me tell you about my grandma. She was the woman who introduced me to video games. I grew up with what? the I grew up with the Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Dreamcast, Atari, like all these kind of oh, like granny. old classic systems. And like she kind of like foster that love and you know i see you over there <laughs> i see you too oh my goodness <laughs> i see everything it's really interesting because my perspective like on my grandma is one of them listens to country music and is like a midwestern just country person and the other one is from new york and i don't think she listens to music you know what's funny is i bet your grandmas would say something like the lady at the salon said to me i told her i was when i was getting my eyebrows done i was telling her they that look I was, on fleek by the way oh they thank you I, I have thick eyebrows you know i have to keep them centered he's a thick boy Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thick um but yeah so um i i was getting my eyebrows done and she i, I told her she was like do, do you want to trim and i was like i told her i was like you know what i'm trying to you know just kind of trying to grow my hair a little longer i was like um, I, I told her I was like I hang out with like a lot of metalheads and I kind of just want to you know fit in I guess, <laughs> and she <laughs> and she all. was just like oh you mean like eighties metal you mean like hair metal like do you want to tease it and I was like what. No. You have this accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, you want to tease your hair, buddy? <laughs> Lady! <laughs> my, I guess my generic salon worker is just, you know, just kind of coming. From Boston and just wants to do your hair up in an updo. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that was actually a real cough, but I, I included it in the performance. It, it was very nice. <laughs> <coughs> now I'm real coughing, but yeah, um. But she was she didn't really understand the concept that I just wanted to grow it out. I didn't really like I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just doing my thing here. Just trim it up, you know? Yeah. From somebody who's grown their hair out for a very long time, I would say just do it. Really exactly. Just get over it. And it's it's all I think when you have long hair, no matter what straight, thin, thick, it's just gonna look good as fuck. You can do so much more with long hair than you can short hair, you know? Exactly. You know, I love looking at that diagram of the Donald Trump, um, the Donald Trump diagram of his hair yeah. where it kinda like shows where he's bald at the top, but he has longer hair, so that his hairstylist just like <laughs> you know. <it's laughs> that sucks because it's not even Donald Trump doing that. That's so that's that's somebody in a professional field of hair. Making him look like that. Well, funny enough, there's actually um, some rumors going around um, that um, Ivanka Trump kind of makes fun of her dad's hair and, you know, to her friends in her free time and how she describes it as a bald island in a sea of hair <laughs> um, where, like, it's kind of like he's bald on top, all down on the sides, and then they kind of style it in this circular Justin Bieber motion to kind of do this, that weird helmet thing that he goes on. And the reason why he looks so orange is because he specifically requests a product that's been used since like the 80s and you know when old people are stuck in I their ways i saw him do an interview the other day and i just thought it was his skin tone but no it's makeup he puts, <laughs> it's he's got a line so of, like spray tan? he's got a line of like a lighter shade right underneath his neck 
and his neck is just a normal person color. <laughs> but his face is, that's how he likes it. He's choosing to be that person. Uh, someday I need to do like a, you know, just like a president style profile. Like, <laughs> can somebody Can somebody Photoshop President Trump to look good? Can we just get like a different facial tone and maybe a little bit structure? I think someone's done that before. And I mean, you know, it kind of just looked like it depends what you think is good. Like, you know, it was kind of just like, you know, generic like Tom Cruise. And, you know, I'm sure that's what he wants to look like. And that's what he's going after. But it's not uh, working. <laughs> is it working, Tyler? Uh, are, are we talking about. The political figure or his... We're talking about Trump and his outfit. Is it working or <laughs> oh, is it not? Oh, shit. Nah, I think it's, it's not it's working. Not. He looks um, like a Cheeto with uh, some whipped cream on top. Like a Cheeto whipped cream? <laughs> really gross. I'm, you know, apparently Trump has a, you know, a blacklist for journalists. And I'm, I'm that's kind <laughs> of like my there? life. Oh, I, I want there, to. Dude. You but gotta be on that. It's kind of, it's like I'm in this weird point in my career where I want to piss people off, but I also, you know, even though I do tend to be more, you know, liberal anarchist, I don't want people to think that, like, like, I don't want to be the, the mouthpiece for that. I don't want, like, every, t like, I don't want to talk about music and then just people be like, oh, you know, he lacks a beck. He must be <laughs> part of the liberal media machine. So you want to be the guy where some guy's like... Hey, fuck you! And you're in the back, like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, to be honest, my ideal is, is I want to be that person, kind of like George Carlin, where it's kind of like, even though people disagree with him politically, he's right. And I guess that's my ego. Like, I it's just like I just want to be right. I just want to be honest. <laughs> you're doing a good job, though. You're a very honest person. Like the way that you are as a person is very is a very honest individual. Thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, now, Tyler, on the other hand. I think Tyler could do a little bit of opening up as far as honesty goes, you know? Does the beard hide many secrets? Beard hides many secrets. Yeah, it hides the fact that I have a chin underneath. It hides the fact that our <laughs> testicles have touched more than once, is what it hides. It does. It hides that. I feel like you're just including that just to, you know, like, start some sexual energy. That's like, what I was uh, getting at. Are you sexually like, charged? He did mention this was a porno. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is supposed to be pornography. Yeah, oh, funny thing yesterday, so there was this performer, Asa Martin, that I saw. He's, um, I believe he's from uh, Colorado. He's he's not from here, I could tell you that. Um, so pretty much he's this really awesome acoustic performer. He plays the electric guitar and he kind of sings some self-penned songs. So first thing he does, first thing he does is he takes off all his clothes. And, all you know, of the clothes? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's um, he's like, he's a, he's kind of like a built dude. He definitely kind of looks like, like, he definitely didn't say he was a Marine, but if he said he was a Marine, I wouldn't be surprised. How much of his clothes are we talking about? Like, I'm talking about down to his Hanes underwear. Like, it was Boo, to the point. I don't care about uh, that. Excuse me. When you're, when you, when you, like, just purchased a Nikon and, you know, you're trying to start <laughs> shooting things, <laughs> it made me feel like I was, like, it made me feel like I was shooting a Hanes commercial, like. Like, a little hot and heavy. Well, Ooh. I just didn't want him to think that I was looking at for different angles of his crotch. And, mm. you know, on the other note, there was also another performer named Matt. I'm so sorry I forgot his last name without looking at my phone. Yeah, he's but not going to sponsor us. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, he was really it was really funny because um, he, he plays a lot with his legs open. And, you know, I was trying to get different angles, but his legs were opening just in my direction every time. So it's like he knew I, I didn't want to get more angles. I mean, don't be wrong. I love crotch shots, but it's like I'm not I'm not hacky. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not. A, You're a tasteful. Uh, <laughs> I I want a tasteful crotch shots, <laughs> like you know, tasteful. I sometimes feel like me being in a microphone is like the least tasteful thing that anybody could ever do because I'm like I like lowbrow penis jokes a lot, <laughs> and I think I think that's kind of like a dead art. 
I've always, uh, I've always kind of struggled with how my voice sounds in the sense that I've always wanted to, in my mind, I've always wanted to be so full and have like a large, like, you know, have access to my higher registers. But, you know, then I get on the mic and it's just like, uh, I'm, I'm just too much for this. (sighs) You sound like in the moment. You're dry humping something, <laughs> like while you're talking like that. But but the funny thing is, I'm just sitting here, darling. I'm just sitting here. Uh, but yeah, you should hear it in the headphones. <laughs> Sound good? It does. Oh, I'm so stoked about it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So pretty much. Um. Like, I forgot what I was saying. But like I was. Oh, saying, we have one. We have one on this podcast. Somebody lost train of thought. <laughs> Woo! It's not me this time either. It happens every single podcast. Somebody just loses their train of thought. Oh, no, it's okay. But like (laughs) I was saying in that article I was writing that um, to to bring it all back around. um, Full circle. Yeah, full circle. um, You know, concerts are... I'm going to pretty much elaborate in that piece on yabbyam.com where concerts are essentially being brought down by ticket prices and commercialism, and we're seeing that in the Valley. Oh, Oh, I have a question about that. Yes. Uh, It it came to me before, but I did not get an opportunity to ask it, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, Do you think that... Lowering prices would actually make more people go to shows. I like, think is that, would is that your hypothesis? Money. Oh, I think so, definitely. Because the thing is, is that you know, I mean, there are people who definitely go who see people who they're familiar with. But you know, I mean, be it either because I get free tickets or just someone takes me. Like I go see a lot of concerts I normally wouldn't be interested in. And but I that actually pertains to your career in a that sense. Does. So you have that. more incentive to get go go to them. But for the layperson who's like, oh, I don't know this band and. I might go to the show. I might not go to the show. Do you think like a five dollar ticket would work, or like free shows are better for the artist? Um, I, the thing is, I'm not saying free. I'm definitely not implying definitely. free because you know artists definitely have to make their money back. You know, I'm aware that you know the system is in place because to a point it does work. But the thing is, is um, on terms of the fans actually buying tickets, I don't really think that the problem is is that. There are cheaper priced tickets right now, but the thing is is that they're in very horrible places. The, the whole scheme has kind of changed in the sense that fans, even bigger fans, are kind of like being placed in the back because of their price. I actually think that because of the diversity of pricing, if there was that, people would buy more tickets and that seats would be filled. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think though, I don't think like, I'm definitely not a proponent for, I do think that free concerts do have a place, but at the same time, I do agree that touring, you guys probably know this, touring is really the big money maker nowadays yep. for bands, so like that's. Yeah, we know, we've been on tour, we, we yeah. tour all the time, fucking love touring, <laughs> <laughs> we've exactly. never been on tour, No, uh, <laughs> and that's, we won't get into that because it's not what this is about. But my ego is up the fucking wall, right? <laughs> oh no, but um, it's definitely in the future. But we haven't gotten to that point. Yeah, funny thing though, think about this: is it's how funny how like it's not about selling records anymore. And I mean, yes, it is about streaming and things like that. But a lot of the m- most money is made back from you know from getting paid by promoters. Oh yeah, and no, just, it uh, hasn't been about selling records or merch for a long time, and we know that going in. And I think a lot of people, know which that. is kind of funny, because your music is very very important, obviously, no, but, but that's want, not what sells. Go to the show people want to. We get it's ticket sales, and the more you get, the more money that you get get kicked back. Like right now, we're we're a lo- not low end, but we're on the lower totem pole of a starting band, right? We've we've been around for like six or seven years, but and we played a lot of shows. But we're coming out with like a brand new album that's going to kind of mark us uh, with a sound, like an actual genuine sound. And we're still only getting 2% of $10 tickets. <laughs> like, And that's how it's going to, when we go in, that's how it's going to be. Because we're not touring. We're doing local shows and that's how local shows are. And that's how it was two years ago. We haven't played a show in a long time. I can't imagine it's changed too much. Maybe, but maybe we get 1% now. 
Well, I've I've seen we've been invited to a lot of shows as well, and it's still the pretty standard like ten dollars a ticket, twelve dollars a ticket. Um, The trunk space is usually cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. Um, On the positive note, in terms of the concert scene in Arizona, though, that I want to mention is I do think that things have improved in a certain sense that, like, I don't know if you remember, but things kind of, like, halted around 2011 when that whole SB 1070 thing was going on. And there were so many artists. We only started around 2012, so we weren't in the scene uh, prior to that. Okay, gotcha. But I mean, we were actually, like, 16 at that point. Oh, shit, yeah. I had one acoustic guitar and he had one electric guitar. We didn't know Lester played drums. (laughs) Actually, Lester didn't play drums. He started playing drums because we wanted him in the band he oh, played dang. drums in california but he he hadn't played drums in years also our bassist didn't play bass until we asked him to come and join and then he learned bass for us and then now he's like a boss bassist <laughs> i just started learning bass guitar actually like i kind of handed or right-handed um i'm right-handed everybody's right-handed and you know what's hilarious though is i almost i almost got a left-handed bass just to just because it was cheap like just because somebody was selling it secondhand but i'm glad i didn't yeah don't yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> but that's fun so i had I, I had a question for you during all of this is uh Let's say I wanted to be a journalist. You know, I wanted to get up there, take some photos, do some honest writing and investigating. Do you have any, like, because you said it's it's pretty saturated. There's a lot of people going out there trying to freelance and getting, you know, getting paid, becoming professional. Do you have any, like, tips as a professional? Well, it kind of just depends what you're trying to accomplish. So pretty much um, if you are just trying to, like... If you if your passion is just simply just writing, you could um you could go to a publication and be like, here's kind of a sample of my writing and here's what I want to do, and because because publications are always looking for writers mainly free, like they'll be like, oh yeah, here you know do this. Um, it kind of like I said, it depends what you're going after. If you kind of want to develop an entire brand and this is what you want to do as your career, that definitely like takes time because like I said, I've only been doing this for three years and I still feel like my brand is largely unfinished and I have a lot of work to do with that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of because like I said, the hardest part about being a writer and journalist in this day and age is that it's it's literally every single party or person. It's not it's not as easy as getting hired in a newsroom and literally being disconnected from your job because you're just writing in an office. It's the point where you have to be a writer, photographer, all these different things. Um, the thing is, is if you want to work professionally, I would suggest like a, um, a BA minimum. Um, they don't usually ask for journalism degrees, but it is like it is definitely good to have a you background. You know what you're doing. You exactly. You just do. well, so, so then I have a, another follow up question kind of. How do you pick and choose where you want to go to write? Well, um, I kind of, it kind of, de- that's also another kind of goals kind of like question. Like, have you ever, have you ever just like been walking down the street, like let's say Mill Avenue, 51 West playing a show and it's like a free show and you're like, I'll write about it. And yeah. You just walk in and like do a write on it. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the time when you're trying to get in on these publications, you kind of have to offer a sample piece. Um, my first my first uh, publication I started working for, music-wise, RelentlessBeats.com, I actually offered a sample piece for one of their shows for this uh, DJ named Shibasan, who was doing something at Shady Park down on Mill. And um, that, was, that was my first piece, and it was just a sample piece, too. So it's kind of like... If you're a writer and you love writing, just write about whatever kind of comes to your mind, and that's actually how people notice you, too. And, like, you know, just pretty much read that's another big thing read other people's publications and writings because if you're only like focusing on your work it's you should write make writing collaborative yep yeah i agree i've always i thought i've, I've had kind of like a like a fantasy about writing and be doing what you do i think it'd just be cool to walk well. into a room and people go is it jesse fucking martinez right there oh shit like Not for that aspect for me it was more like 
I, I love music and I want to do anything relative to music. So like photojournalism or like actual writing journalism or like videography stuff for musicians sounds really appealing. You're telling me that if you walked into a room and somebody looked at you and went, that's Tyler fucking Beck right there. You wouldn't get the biggest heart on of your life. I would definitely be flattered, but <laughs> I would I'd try to stay humble. I'd pop my collar. <laughs> <laughs> I would look like that villain who's like an asshole writer. Be like, you're fucking right it is get the fuck out of my way you know what's funny or some shit you know what's funny is you know of course that you know i of course there's people in school that i you know went to school with who also want to do the same thing that you know i don't like and we don't get along but when it comes to like writing there's never you never feel like you're gonna see like a in quotes um in quotes enemy writer like it's pokemon (laughs) or um you know like some kind of anime um but really a lot of the time when I see other writers in public and like, you know, it's people I know, it's more so kind of like, oh, we do the same thing and we're having a really hard time paying rent. How you doing? Like, <laughs> like, like, it's kind of like that. Um, in terms of people who like know my work and stuff, I don't really like I kind of if I were to have a fan base, I call it the void. Like, I kind of don't really have any writers that are reaching out reader i mean sorry readers that are reaching out to me but my editors tell me that people read my crap and that's surprising to me so i kind of like call my readers the void in the sense that like it's kind of like the void of death like it's like the silence that's like you know that's like apparently people are reading but not um there are people who do recognize me at shows sometimes but i think i kind of think of i don't really think of myself as like oh they recognize me because i'm a writer i think of it kind of like oh they recognize me because i'm like this little fly with his camera just like around like <laughs> i don't know kind of I, thing i think if i saw you at a show taking photos writing stuff down and whatever i, I respect people who do that because we we play shows i'll say it a thousand times a thousand and uh, we play shows we play shows we we're a band we play shows um but I, I i would love to see that in the crowd i would never have an issue with that you know if i was like if i was like doing some gg allen shit i was like <laughs> shitting it in my hand and like throwing it at people and like punching people in the crowd i'd look over and see a journalist and be like that's pretty cool and then like keep doing it you know i think it's definitely more my insecurity that says uh something like that because you know it kind of like having walking around with the camera and just being that person it makes you feel exposed and it's it's weird because i love communicating with people but you at the same a, time you, i'm you become a vocal point or not, not a focal point you yeah because not everybody's there <laughs> you have a vocal point and it's like you know it's really easy for me to walk up to a band after they're set and ask them about their set list and stuff like that but it's actually really hard for me to like talk to other people in the crowd like i'm always worried that i sometimes come off as aloof because i'm kind of like like to give you an example last show i did tag myself on facebook but <laughs> i know none of my friends were there so i kind of was just like like just like kind of like standing around looking around i did talk to like some of the artists but i was kind of just like uh like uh so, so you're kind of a nervous nelly when it comes to actual so socialization huh oh definitely yeah. like uh what how, were you gonna say how about we help you out with that and you uh plug your your website where 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 can we find your content i guess well guys you know i you could find me on logan jlr.wordpress.com and if you google my name logan lowry rasmussen spelled l-o-w-r-e-y hyphen r-a-s-m-u-s-s-e-n get the breath in there you actually um you actually won't find anyone else i am the only freaking person with that name on google so um yep type in logan jlr too you'll find all my social handles Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on Your Thoughts Podcast with the Logue. 
Is it okay if I call you the Logue? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> wow. Now I feel like I'm on like Kiss FM or something with John Jay and Rich. <laughs> it was K- K-U-N-T. 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 Oh yes. K-U-N-T. All the cuts all the time. Now it's time for the outro. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was Jesse Martinez. And Tyler Beck. And make sure you're looking for Logan. Logan Lowry Rasmussen. Find me at loganjlr.wordpress.com or just type Logan JLR into Google and you will find me. I promise. He's good at what he does. He's good at what he's going to do. Um, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next weekend. 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 Not a real fade up. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes Episode 7 of Your Thoughts Podcast.